I remember uh, I was, I think I was, uh, I, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, um, baptism of the Holy Spirit before I got baptized. So maybe some of you have already received that, that baptism into the Holy Spirit, baptism of fire. How many of you guys know that John, John the Baptist, when he baptized, said there was one who he said, I'm coming and I baptize you unto repentance, but there's one who's coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to even undo that's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Like, I love the baptism of repentance, but we're called into baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire. You, you guys understand when the, when the children of Israel left Egypt and they crossed the, the, the river there, the first river they crossed, uh, the Red Sea, that was the baptism of repentance for them. That was the baptism of repentance. Some of you guys have got, you got the baptism. You're not in Egypt anymore. You're slaves. You, you were slaves set free, but now you're in the wilderness. I mean, you know, that God, though, didn't give you a promise for the wilderness. He gave you a promise for the promised land. And you don't go into the promised land with only the baptism of repentance. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the fire. The baptism, when they crossed, and the children of Israel crossed from the wilderness, they crossed the River Jordan. Where did Jesus get baptized? Hello. Oh, that's not a coincidence, okay? When they crossed the River Jordan, I, I, and I, I've heard it said this way, I would have hate to have been the guy who, who was asleep on, on you know, the wagon. If, if you crossed over into the promised land and you were asleep on the wagon and you went across the river and you didn't know that you, got, you went through the baptism already, yeah, I would hate to have been that guy. You know, the Bible says that when they crossed over the river Jordan, the children of Israel did, it said that the manna ceased, their clothes started to shrivel up, and fall apart. And, and, and you know what? It's like when, when it comes into like, you know, day, you know, they probably was like day one, you know, next day in the promised land, they're like, you know, okay, we don't have any manna. Oh, we're probably on a fast. Okay, that's what's going on. On a fast. And day three comes. Okay, we're maybe we're on a 10-day fast. And day 40 comes. And, and you know, Joe's like, hey, you know, Sarah, I, I think we're on a 40-day fast. God has us on a 40-day fast. After a while, the manna stops not coming, and Sarah says to Johnny, "Hey Johnny, I think you need to get a job." And he's, he's like, "What's a job?" You know, because when you're in the wilderness, everything's provided for you. See, and some of you are in a walk where everything has been provided for you, and God's saying, "I want to baptize you where you start be partakers of the provision of the land." You guys know when they crossed the River Jordan, there were people that said, "You are the people." that we've been waiting for. You know that there's people in the promised land that are waiting for you because they're slave to the giants in that land and they need you to free them. That's just a word for somebody. Someone, someone needs to take that. Someone needs to get... Anyway, we're going to be baptizing on Wednesday and what I love is the baptism. The baptism is the symbol. Like, how many of you guys... You, we got married... But the marriage ceremony is a symbol of what is to come. Like it's like we, we have that memory of that awesome moment when we received the symbol. 
but it, it's to lead to something. You're not just getting the baptism to say you have the baptism. You're getting the baptized so you could baptize others. You're getting the power so you can set people free. You know, you'll never be able to influence anybody else's thoughts if you can't control your own. And God wants to do something in your own thoughts where you're able to steward moments, battles, principalities, powers in your own mind. Things that come... You know what? We, we have totally... I'll tell you the personal. I have totally miscounted the application of the blood. When there's a thought that comes in, there's like, you know, oh, you know, Nathan, I'm going to pick on you. Like, Nathan and me have a spat. Man, Nathan, I just don't understand Nathan. You know, he's, he needs to do this. And it's like, how many of you know, I could start blaming a person, and, and I go from this, it's a battle. It's a fiery dart against me. You know, Paul says, I no longer regard any of you after the flesh. So, and he also says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, there is no one in here who has a right to have an issue with anyone else in here. If you are of Christ, you don't regard people after the flesh. You see them for what the Spirit of God says about that person. You, you breed mercy. As a matter of fact, Paul says, he talks about the bowels of mercy. We know what bowels do. Okay? We, we partake grace and mercy comes out of us. Okay? The Bible says, mercy, good, surely mercy and goodness will lead you all the days of your life. No. Follow you. We're to be people that as we step into society, after you encounter me, you encounter the mercy of God. Not judgment. He says, I require mercy, not judgment. It's, this is good news. I, this, is, this is power for you. You know, it's, whenever you take the Bible and you try to apply it to someone else, you've already taken it out of context. No, you ever done that? Like, I mean, honestly, you ever heard a word? You're like, man, Johnny needs to hear this. No, you've never done that. Ever. Amen. Once you take the Bible and you start the plight to someone else, you've got the wrong spirit. It was meant to change you. Do you know if you take the word and you receive it to change you, as you live, the person who observes you receives the spirit that you received and the spirit that taught you now teaches them. But if you receive the spirit that is applicational to the next person, they don't receive the spirit that teaches them. They receive the spirit that judges the next person. That's how the spirit world works. So I'm just, how are you receiving? Are you able to receive for yourself? Are you able to, in a moment, say, Lord, this is for me. This is for me. Amen. You guys, turn in your Bibles to, to Matthew 15. I guess we need to read the Bible. It's good. Just open your Bibles to Matthew 15. I'm going to read a... Read just a little bit. Oh, you guys have been doing some cool things in the house here. Um, how, many of you guys, um, how many of you guys have got, have received a job within the last 
one year. Can you raise your hand? You've gotten a job in the last one year. Amen. Got a job. Hold them high. Hold them high for me real quick. Hold them high. Okay. Now, um, okay, awesome. Now, I'm going to put, you, put them down. Now, I want, who here is looking for a job? Like, you need a job. Can you hold them high for me, please? Okay. Now, I want the people who raised their hands that had a job, that just received a job, I want you to grab the hand of the person closest to you right now. I want you to grab that hand. I want you to grab that person. Go ahead. Go ahead. Move around. Move around. Move around. Find the person. Now listen, for those of you who received the job, you didn't do anything for it. It was God that brought it for you. You did prepare your horse for battle, but the glory belongs to the Lord. Amen? Now, here's what you are going to do. You're going to impart the same spirit on them. Father, I just thank you that the same voice that taught the people who have received is now teaching the people who are going to receive. They are waiting before the Lord right now. And heaven, we just announce to you that we unleash your king on these people, on their finances, on their vision. Lord, I just ask right now that their vision would be big, 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 big. Lord, right now, we would be steward of the mustard seeds right now. Lord, we would hold up mustard seeds and we would see the harvest. We would see the harvest of many in the seed of one. Lord, I just thank you right now for just breaking, breaking apart the imaginations that said, well, maybe this is, maybe God's trying to get you just to suffer for a little bit. I just say, shut up in the name of Jesus. We are child of the Most High. I have never seen his seed forsaken. Oh, man. Lord, I just thank you right now that you're just unlocking the imagination right now. New thoughts, God thoughts, spirit thoughts right now. The people are thinking big. I just come against that spirit of can't. I come against the spirit of poverty. I come against the spirit of questioning the will of God. I have an announcement. You are the will of God. You are the ability of Jesus today. You are more than a conqueror. You are seated in heavenly places. You can do all things. He did say greater works will you do. So you can take that to the bank. Thank you, Father, right now. I just want to say, you guys got something. Something has happened right now. Something's happened right now. Thank you, Father. Now, here's the cool thing. Even in a moment right now, what happens is, I want to tell you, what the, this is what the Holy Spirit does. Because just like the enemy will start to attack you in the mind, in that second heaven, you have just, you have just had an interference from the third heaven. Jump in and they, he will start to give you movements. He will start to say, I want you to call this person. I want you to do this person. Don't get up tomorrow at 10. Get up tomorrow at 7. Prepare yourself because you're going to get a job today. Prepare yourself. He wants you to co-labor with him. You're not in the wilderness anymore. You, and here's the reason why. 
is because if you can't reproduce, you are reproducing what you are. So what are you? If you don't like the harvest you're in, what seeds did you sow? Like, just take that thought. We're always living in the harvest of what we sowed yesterday. So what we have to do is intentionalize what we're going to do now to change tomorrow. All right, so here we go, Matthew 15. Matthew 15, verse 29 says, Jesus departed from there, skirted the Sea of Galilee, and went up on the mountain and sat down there. Then great multitudes came to him, having with them the lame, blind, mute, maimed, and many others. And they laid them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. So the multitude marveled when they saw the mute speaking, the maimed made whole, the lame walking, the blind seeing, and they glorified God of Israel. Now Jesus called his disciple to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now, they have now continued with me three days and, I have noth- and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. You know, it says there Jesus had compassion. Now we know the difference between compassion and sympathy. Jesus didn't have sympathy on people. Compassion, sympathy, sympathy says, man, I feel bad for you, and you leave him there. But compassion brings people out of their situation. Sympathy leaves them there. See, if you're going to have a hard time giving someone healing if you don't believe you have it yourself. See, the fullness of the kingdom was, was within you. We have a... God's been really convicting me about, we've got some weird theology that says, oh, some people have, like, oh, you have, you have the gift of prophecy, but you don't have the gift of faith. Or you, you do have this, but you don't. I want to say when you got the gift, when you got Christ, you got everything. He doesn't, with, the nature of a gift is that it's given. The context of the gift, of all the terms they could have used, he used gift, the context of a gift is that it is given freely. It depends on what you have faith for. Paul says, grace was given to you upon your measure of faith. Where, what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Where, how does faith come? By hearing. If you don't know how to hear you're not going to have the revelation that's going to grace you to do the things. See, some of you have heard you don't have all the gifts or you have certain gifts. So what did that do? That created an atmosphere of faith for that. And now your grace has been limited to that doctrine. And I just squashed that in the name of Jesus right now. You got it all. Collect them all. They're yours. You got them all. When you got the king, when you became a son, it's all yours. Just, just be free. Just be free in that. Okay, so here Jesus had compassion on the multitude. Verse 33, then, then his disciples said to him, where could we get enough bread in the wilderness to fill such a great multitude? Jesus said to them, how many loaves do you have? 
that's, I could stop right there, but let's keep going. And they said, seven and a few little fish. You would think that they would remember something that happened a couple chapters before that had to do with this. And he didn't even say, do you have any food? See, before he said, do you have any food? Now he's like, okay, guys, do you have any loaves? All right. You would have thought they would have been like, oh, here we go. All right. We know this. (laughs) Sometimes we forget, you know. Verse 35. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. So he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples, and the disciples gave to the multitude. So they ate and were filled and took up seven large baskets full of the fragments that were left. Now those who ate were 4,000 men besides women and children. And he sent, and he sent away the multitude, got in the boat, and came into the region of Magdala. You know, Jesus provided, I love what Jesus did, is he provided spiritual bread to them first. He did not come and didn't just, people brought him. Jesus had created an atmosphere. He had the spirit on him who would draw these people and they would come and they would lay things down at the feet of Jesus. And the reason is, is because they had faith for what he would do, what he could do, what he will do, what he, what he was the will of the Father. And he brought it down, and he, these words, these declarations, these healings, these people would get healed, and it was the word of the Lord to these people's lives. It was the confirmation on their heart of who this man was. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of the Lord. Rhema. And as Jesus was healing these people, the demonstration of the ability, the will of God, what would happen is now they're ready, they're receiving, but then Jesus didn't just stop at the healing. He was worried about their physical condition. You know, you can get to a place where you're more comfortable with giving a dollar than giving grace. But sometimes you can get so comfortable with giving grace that you won't give a dollar. Where are you? Would you rather pray for someone? And, and even James says, you know, what, what good is it if I just pray for you, but I don't give you my coat? But there's a lot of people who, man, I'll give you $100, but I, don't have, I really don't have faith to get you out of that situation. I just, here's money. Jesus did both. There's going to be an expanse. And there's, I'm just going to say, he's going to do it in you first. There's going to be a, such a deposit. And, and God is going to bless you spiritually. He's going to make a declaration. You guys, I'm telling you, you're going to get these. I, there's going to be no unemployment in this house. Zero. And it's as we learn to steward the things of the kingdom... What happens is our mind is renewed by the Spirit and our flesh is aligned with our mind and it's glorified in our surroundings. I, I, and so what? anyway, God's doing this thing in this house. Just, I'm just telling you, 
You stay here long enough, you're going you're gonna to start. I, 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 just, I just am so excited to see because there's, there's newness coming to this. Like, we're learning how to change wineskins. Like, thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you've done. But I don't, I don't want what you did. I want what you're doing. So let's, let's turn to the next chapter because I wanted to read this story of the, multitude, uh, of the feeding of the multitude to really get to the next thing. And I really want to talk to you about leaven. Jesus says in Mark, he talks about three different leavens. There's the leaven of Herod, there is the leaven of the Pharisees, and there is the leaven of the kingdom. And the leaven of Herod is, uh, is the, uh, that rising, that, that thing that society mixed, mixing into you, and it rises up in it, that when you, when you mix in society. But then there's the leaven of the Pharisees, where you mix in with the spirit of religion. But then there's the leaven of the kingdom that messes everybody up. That's the good stuff right there. But listen to this. This is just, now, whoever made chapter breaks, you missed it because, like, that was the worst place to put chapter 16 because chapter 15 isn't done yet. Okay? So in chapter 15, here he does the miracles and he sends them away. And it says, then the Pharisees and the Sadducees came testing him asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. Really? <laughs> he answered and said to him, when it is evening, you say, it will be fair weather for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and threatening. You know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the sign of the times. I hope you guys know what season you're in. I hope you guys know that when Jesus did what he did, there are certain things in the Old Testament that, that were the epic season in which God dealt with that people. But when the cross happened, actually the New Testament really didn't open up. Jesus' life is the closing of the Old Testament. And it said the law and the prophets were until John. And we always say this around here that it said, uh, Jesus said this. He said to the Pharisees, I played, uh, uh, John played the dirge, which was the funeral song, and you did not mourn. I played the flute, which was the marriage song, and you did not dance. He's like, no matter what the Holy Spirit's saying, you don't do anything. But you're really, you're really happy that your lineage is from Abraham but you can't blow the fuzz off a peanut. You can't do anything. Like, you know the Scriptures, but you miss the person who they were pointing at. And what, what is he is he's saying? He's saying, you guys know how to discern certain things, but you don't know what season you're in. Do you see what's happening around you? The kingdom has come. It's here. Like, the thing you've been waiting for the promise, all these things, the, all the kingdoms will flow to the mountain of Zion. All the, it's, this is it. And they're like, I don't know. I'm going to throw this out there. I hope I don't mess anyone up. They missed him the first time. Now think about this. The majority of the church leaders in Jesus' day missed him. 
I, I want you to be keen in the spirit, be very sensitive, because I really hope we aren't creating weird eschatology that's causing us to create a season and put it in another day that's already here. The Pharisees put Jesus' day in another day. Uh, the kingdom has come. I don't want to put what I I don't want to put the good things in another day that was meant for today. You know, David was considered a prophet, and he did things. He was a New Testament worshiper in an Old Testament law. As a matter of fact, there were some laws that he broke. He was not supposed to eat the show bread. He was not supposed to have all the priests come in there, but he did it because it was on his heart. Here's my question to you. What things do you have the spirit of David? Do you know how to look into the future of what is coming down the kingdom pipeline and pull it into your day? Can you do that? That, to me, that's exciting. It's scary, but it makes me have to listen to the Holy Spirit. That's good stuff. That's, I, I appreciate the traditions of men. I really do. We need to learn to honor that. But what we need to extract is the honor, not the repetition of the deed, but honor. Um, here's what happened. He says this, A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no shine shall be given to it except the sign of Jonah. Do you guys know what the what the sign of Jonah was? Can I just let's just read this real quick? Go to Jonah four. Everybody, turn to Jonah four. So listen to the, um, turn there, and I'm going to read this to you. It says you know how to discern the faith of the sky, and cannot discern the sign, uh, but you can't discern the sign of the times. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And no sign shall be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. Well, let's know what the prophet Jonah, what was his sign? Let's read Jonah chapter 4. I'm going to read the whole chapter, so just pay attention. Said, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly. You guys know what happened to Nineveh? We know, oh, Jonah in the well. Okay. It's a great story. It's only four chapters. Uh, but it displeased Jonah exceedingly, uh, exceedingly and became angry. So we prayed to the Lord, said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Oh, man, you don't tell God I told you. That's a mistake. <laughs> Therefore, I fled previously to Tarshish, and I know that you are a gracious as merciful God, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, who relents from doing harm. Therefore, now, O Lord, Please take my life from me, for it is better for me to die than to live. I, that's the rapture message for a lot of people. Take me out of here, O oh Lord. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend people, but uh, we're going to inherit the earth. We're going to inherit this earth. This is ours. We're in a new season. There's a new season, okay? It says here, Then the Lord said, Is it right for you to be angry? So Jonah went out of the city and sat on the east side of the city. There he made himself a shelter and sat under it in the shade 
till he might see what would come become of the city. How many of you, oh man, I just pray against that spirit of anti-America right now that is against politicians. Come on, Romans 13 people, rise up. There is no authority that is in this land that was not given from God. We need Daniels. We need Josephs. This is a hard word for some. But it is the leaven of Herod. The leaven of Herod pits people against people because of political and social positions. I know people who can't see the season that God has them in because of an R or a D. Get over it. Get saved. Like, receive the position of receiving from God and don't be a wicked and perverse generation that's looking for a sign. You're drawing from the wrong heaven if you're doing that. And you will relegate all the power to the second heaven and you will bypass your authority which is in the third heaven. Okay, here we go. Verse 6, And the Lord God prepared a plant and made it come up over Jonah that it might be shade for his head to deliver him from his misery. So Jonah was very grateful for the plant. But as morning dawned the next day, God prepared a worm. God will give you a plant, but then he'll send a worm. You know, we need a worm ministry. Never mind. <laughs> Y'all didn't get that. So it, so it damaged the plant that it withered. And it happened when the sun arose that God prepared a vehement east wind. <laughs> and he's on the east side. God knows how, to bring, he knows how to make you uncomfortable if you're not in his will. His will. And the sun beat on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. Then he wished death for himself and said, "Is it better? Uh, it is better for me to die than to live." There's that spirit again. Then God said to Jonah, "Is it right for you to be angry about the plant?" And he said, "He, uh, he said it is right for me to be angry even to death." That's what that's what Jonah said back to him. But the Lord said, "You have had pity on the plant." for which you have not labored, nor made it grow, which came up in a night and perished in a night. And should I not pity Nineveh, that great city in which are more than 120,000 persons who cannot discern between their right hand and their left hand and much livestock? I'm just telling you, if people can't discern, God wants you to have mercy on that people. You don't want the sign of Jonah on your ministry. You don't want the sign of Jonah on your life. You don't want that leaven. That will mess you up. You will always have, you will always have answers that you are never part of. It will always be someone else's fault. You look at, look at, the, look at our nation I said, I said something the other day. Someone put up some statistics of like, uh, 
why uh, teenage girls, why, is, why are teenage girls on such a high uh, pregnancy rate and da-da-da-da-da-da? And all, was peop all these people were responding on Facebook, different things, and I said, it's my fault. Like, immediately, like, 50, 15 likes, everybody's laughing. I'm like, no, 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 seriously. It's my responsibility. It's my, it's, it's my responsibility. Now, I don't know if the Holy Spirit has told you that or not. I'm just telling you, it's my responsibility to be drawn from the kingdom at such a high volume that I am able to give what I have that I destroy the works of Satan. Now, if the Holy Spirit hasn't revealed that to you, I'm not going to tell you that's your responsibility. But if he's telling that to you, I want to confirm that. Like God doesn't want, I don't want a spirit of condemnation right now. I just want to let you know, when you have that, when you blame rather than receive responsibility, Jesus is on the cross. He had no need to say, forgive them. They don't know their right hand from their left hand. Do you say that? Or is it always someone else's fault? It's legislation or, or whatever. Oh, it's my ex-husband. Oh, it's my dad. Oh, it's this. That's the Spirit of Christ is the ultimate enabler. It removes responsibility from every anyone else and it puts you in the co-labor position to free people in the promised land He has placed you in. Almost done. Well, I'm, I'm almost done speaking, but I think the Holy Spirit is going to talk a little bit more. Turn back over to Jonah. Uh, Jonah. Let's turn back over into Matthew 16. Almost done here. You guys okay? We had a, um, I had a really cool... Um, God's been showing me stuff about authority. Um, there's... there's uh, I was over at Harbor Freight Tools. You guys go to Harbor Freight Tools down the road. Love Harbor Freight Tools. Stuff breaks like crazy, but it's so cheap I can't stop myself. And so I go in there, and I have to get something. I'm walking out, and um, I had uh, Holy Spirit will do these treasure hunts, and I had right, right leg on my list. And so I'm walking around the store. I'm looking for what I'm looking for, but I'm also like out loud. I'm like right leg, right leg, okay, right leg. And I'm looking for someone with maybe a, a, maybe a cast or brace or some, maybe a limp, and I'm just going around the store, right leg, and I'm, I don't find anything. And I'm on my way out. And they have, um, when you're working, uh, people that work there, they have a navy blue shirt on. It has a little logo that says Harbor Freight Tools on it. Everyone has that works there. So I'm, I got my stuff, and I'm on my way out, didn't find. And as I'm walking by, this, this is a bonus story, by the way. That's nothing to do with what I'm sharing on. So bonus story. I just felt like we needed a bonus story right now. So on my way out, this guy goes, hey, do you know where the lights are? And I go, oh, they're, um, actually, I said, you know, or he said, this is what he said. He goes, do you know where your light is, where your lights are? And I said, well, I don't know where my, I said, I know where my lights are, but I don't know about the lights that are here at Harbor Freight Tools. And he's like, oh, I thought you worked here. And I was like, no, I'm sorry. You have to ask someone else. And I walk away and the Holy Spirit was like, did you not get that? And I was like, whoa. I said, hey, is your right leg hurt? And he goes, yeah, that's amazing. How did you, how did you know that? 
And I was like, I, and I said, it was, a, it was a wreck, wasn't it? And he was like, yeah, it was a car wreck. And like my right leg is hurting in my back. And I was like, oh, let's just, let's get this done right now. Let's pray. And he was like, okay, all right. Yeah, I, I believe in Jesus. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And so I just laid my hands on his back and just got to pray with him. And, um, um, and, I, and I asked him how he was feeling and start to moving. And, and he was, people that you do that to are a little weirded out, but I think that's part of the, I think that's part of what knocks out that spirit is that just hits them upside the head, kind of knocks it loose and the spirit ends up leaving. And so they're, he's just like, you know, man, man, thank you. And, and he goes off and I leave the store and he goes, well, I, I'm, I'm driving, I'm driving back to the church. You went to get something. And I thought, that's so weird. I don't look like I work there. Like I don't have the shirt. I, I was wearing a black hoodie. And I, I realized something. I, I realized something. And this is what I this is what I perceived. And be careful. I was what I perceived the Holy Spirit told me. And it's that why do you think he um why do you think he asked you where the light was? Okay, well that's obvious now, God, but at the moment <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. I had my stuff. That was that was fun. And then this is what he said. Sometimes the spirit in people, the spirit in people will, uh, the spirit in a person, God will use the Holy Spirit to lead that spirit to you because you work in the storehouse of heaven and he wants you to go in the back and get this dude a new leg. And I was like, okay. And do you, do you guys realize, there, like, I, I didn't realize this till later, but like, there's no reason this guy should have come to me. And plus, there was, a, there was four or five people up at the front, and this guy walks past all of them. I believe, the, I believe the spirit in him was more yearning for healing than a light. Now, I know what his spirit, I know what the Holy Spirit had him say. Like, the Holy Spirit was probably chuckling, like, you know, ask him if he knows the lights are, you know? And I'm just like, woo. But, like, you know what? And that just made me, like, now, I, I'm just going to tell you, like, you might say, man, you're fishing here. Well, I'm going to catch something. Did y'all get that? <laughs> okay. I just, just make sure you're live. So all of a sudden, like, I'm like, man, that's, that's amazing. Like, and the Holy Spirit is, he's starting to guide the thought. He's starting to guide thoughts. He's starting to show me that, man, there are subtle moments that I'm trying to unleash a revelation of a father on his people because the kingdom has come. And all of a sudden, and so I'm just like, I'm like, okay. And then I told my dad this story the, the other day. Um, I was at, I was at my morning job and I'm working on a machine and I'm doing it. It's a CNC mill, and I push the start button, and it's doing all its tool paths and everything. This guy peeks around the corner, and he peeks around the corner like this, but he has a hand behind his back. I'm like, this guy's got a gun. It's my time. Here I go. And all of a sudden, he's like, hey, uh, what, do you, what do you all do around here? And we have a lot of people that come, and they ask for scrap metal. Hey, I, I buy recycled stuff. And, and, um, and the Holy Spirit's been like, man, I'm sending you people all the time. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going really, to really focus. And so he peeks around the corner, and he's like, 
hey man, do you like, what are y'all doing around here? And I'm like, uh, we, we make stuff. People ask us to make things and we sell it to them, you know. And he's like, man, that's, that's cool. Like, do you guys need any help around here? And I'm like, I, I really can't think of anything. He's like, you, like, sweeping the floors? I'm like, I'm really not the guy you need to be talking to. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me finish the story. And so, and he's got this and all of a sudden he brings his hand around and it was a cigarette. And I was like, okay, not going to die today. All right, because the way we was like approaching around the corner, it just was weird. Like I started like preparing myself to beeline, and um, and all of a sudden he he's like, "Yeah, I'm having a hard time finding a job right now." Uh, some people say like uh, I've been told that like I'm bipolar, and I was like, "There it is. There's my cue." So all of a sudden, like I realized there's a spirit, there's a spirit on this guy that just tattletailed on him. And I was like, oh, here we go now. And like, I know the spirit of Christ is greater in me than the spirit that is telling him he's bipolar. So I went up to him and I was like, I was like, uh, I started, I just went up to him like immediately, like as soon as I recognized that the spirit of fear left, I I felt uh, a go. Like I felt what I saw was a green light and it was like a green light. And I was like, Okay, there we go. Now I go. And so I step up, and I was, I was like, okay, wh- what's going on? And he's like, oh, I'm looking for a job, and I've been told I'm bipolar. And I go, no, you're not. And he goes, I'm not? I said, you know you're not. I said, well, everybody says that I am. And I started talking to him. I said, when you were, I said, when you were young, your dad left you, and you're suffering from anxiety all the time. And so what happens is you end up, you end up picking up things that are around you and you think it's you, but it's not you. It's other spirits that are around you. And, and you're, you've been raised by your mom. And your mom has done all she could, but she's had a really hard time. And it's made you upset at both your mom and your dad. And so now you have all these extra voices that you think are you, but they're not you. And they're constantly angry at you. And there's no silence. And he goes, oh, my God. And I was like, you're not bipolar. And he was like, I didn't think I was. I didn't think I was. And I was like, you're not. And I said, and you're going to like, God's going to pour out his spirit on you and like da, 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 da. And he was like, yeah, like in like you saw, I saw the spirit of this man come alive. Like he started to think again. The spirit of this world will make you stupid. It will cause you to be unable to, to change or renew your mind. So God sent the Spirit of John for repentance. Change your mind. It was a good news. And as I gave this man good news, it positioned him, it, it re, and it made alive this man's spirit. And I was able, and all of a sudden, he started saying, I, I, you know, I have pain in my, my right eye, and I put my hand on his eye, and I prayed, I prayed for him. I was able just to impart healing. Uh, to him and uh, there was some like you ever seen a person's countenance change and the countenance changed and I just want to tell you that there is an unlocking of the awareness of the presence of God and here's the reason why that is because you just heard about it hearing creates faith which unleashes grace, which is the ability of the believer 
to change the surroundings around him or her. You're a different person. We have to guard what we hear because that's going to create the environment of faith that we, that we walk in, whether it be fear or faith. You guys okay? So here's, here's what happened. Back to the story. Jesus, he rebuked them saying, a wicked generation seeks after a sign and no sign shall be given to accept the sight of Jonah. Then he left and he departed. <laughs> now when his disciples had come to the other side, they had forgotten to take bread. Really, guys? I mean, I mean you guys do see the irony of the thought. Guys, we, oh man, we forgot bread. Really? You really forgot bread? I mean, we got, we got the feeding of the 5,000. We, we got the feeding of 4,000 men, children. And, we, and then all of a sudden, this, and then you forget bread. Now listen to this. Then Jesus said to him, Take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, Is it because we have no bread? Does that make sense to you guys? It's kind of funny how we will try to over-materialize what the Spirit is trying to reveal in the Spirit. Does that make sense? You know, this, this word is, the Word of God is Spirit. Now, you can take principles out of it and you can use it in the first heaven here on earth. But it's Spirit. It is Spirit. And so here he says, he says, be, take heed and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And they reason among themselves saying, is it because we have no bread? Like, hey, Peter, why did you forget the bread? Now, he's, now he thinks we have to go buy bread from those jerks that were, you know, okay? That's great. But Jesus became aware of it. Like, that's interesting. Jesus became aware of something. That'll mess up your theology right there. Jesus became aware of it and said to them, O ye of little faith, why do you reason among yourselves because you have not brought bread? O ye of little faith, ye of little substance. Where does substance come from? Hearing. He says in verse 9, he says, Yet uh, do you not yet understand or remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up, nor the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many large baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but, but to be aware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? He says, guys, look, you're worrying about bread. You remember, you remember when we found the guy, the lad, five loaves, two fish. Okay, so let's let's do the math here. He's trying to teach his disciples a lesson. Okay, you got to get this ready. Okay, guys, we just did a miracle for four thousand men and women and children. How many did we have? How, 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 many, how many loaves do we have? Seven. How many baskets were left over? Seven. Okay, you remember farther back than that? Where there was the lad? Uh, how many baskets and fish did he have? Well, he had, he had five loaves and, and two fish. 
Well, how many baskets were left over that? Oh, 12. Why are you, about, why are you worrying about having no bread? I wonder what he could have done with nothing. Come on. Did you guys get that? Seven fish, seven loaves, a couple little fish, seven baskets, five loaves, two fish, 12 baskets, and you're worrying about bread. That's, to me, that, that puts, that, I just got to say, that is a, that's a logical wall for me that the Holy Spirit is trying to pound down. Because once you break down that limitation, oh, man, there's going to be some crazy breakthrough. There is, he is not a God of limitations. He is not limited. He is not limit. He is the fullness. He is not an amount. He is. This is big news. It's spirit. For some of you teenagers on, on Wednesday night, we'll say something and we get one of these thoughts that are bigger than life and they go, they won't say wow, they just go. Because it's, I love it. That's like the best, that's the 21st century amen. Teenagers, I just want to see a stadium full of teenagers go. That'd be so awesome. I just, and so that's a big thought. I mean, that's a big thought. Why do you worry about not having a bread? How is it that you understand that I not speak to you concerning bread? But beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Why? Makes you look for a sign. You see, in, in the children of, in, I said this before, but the children of Israel in the wilderness, they followed the sign. Cloud by day, fire by night. But once you cross over, you don't follow signs and wonders. You become them. Signs and wonders shall follow those who believe. Some of you have been conditioned to wait for moments to move. And I want to say, if you're waiting, if that mode, that sign, that wonder, I'm going to tell you the only sign you need is His voice. He wants to move with you. And this, is, this is a New Testament, other side of Jordan River. Now, I know there's, I know there's, you know, keys to a happy marriage, um, how, to, how to love your kids. But I really feel that boldness, we want boldness, we want God to speak so clearly, but He wants it to be you. I've heard 
Bill Johnson said this out of writing. He said, God wants to so renew your mind that he can do your will. Whoa. That just like, that makes me, I, I know that. Like when I heard that, something in my spirit just said, I see that in the New Testament. I see that. Like now, if I was if if I took that phrase and I applied it to Old Testament living, I would have a problem with it. How did John die? The Baptist. He was beheaded. Because that way of thinking died. There's a new way of thinking. And that's God is moving with you. Um, God's giving some of you guys right now some visions, visions of your life. And there are, the cool thing is, here's what I love. Sometimes people don't pay any attention to what is being set up here, but because, what is, because of what is being set up here and the spirit in which it's being said, God gives you answers to things that are going on that have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Does that make sense? Like sometimes, and like we, I'm not saying don't focus, but I'm saying sometimes the Holy Spirit is trying to give you the answer. When something is laid on your heart, and this is a word of the Lord for right now in this very moment, sometimes the word of the Lord comes, and if the, you'll notice the word of the Lord because the situation will be followed by grace to get out of it. But if you're, if you're in a moment and you see the situation and there's worry and there's doubt and there's no grace for the moment, that's an attack. And you need to take that thought captive and you need to refocus on what's being said. But if you're getting grace for what God is going to do in the situation, He's giving you perception, what is being said is creating, creating an atmosphere of faith that's giving you grace. You want to take a hold of that and you want to run with that. And... I just want to tell you, like, this type of word is really scary for people in leadership because it really encourages you to be crazy. Like, I'll get, like, someone will come up after and I'll be, and be like, I just heard God said this. And I'm like, God, really guide them. Like, I just, I'm, I, 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 you see what I'm saying? Like, this is a crazy, this message can make people do some dumb things. But I really have more trust in the Holy Spirit than that. I think, I think you are going to be able to rightly divide the word of truth here. And you're going to approach it with power, love, and a sound mind. Um, I, I want to just pray for you right now. Um, how many of you guys... Um, um, I, I, yet, uh, yesterday, and it went away pretty quick, but it was, a, um, it was a tension in my back. It was like a pulled muscle. Um... It was like a pulled muscle, it was, uh, or like a strain, and I feel, I just want to tell you, if, if you're in here, um, that God is going to start, in the presence of God, even just this morning, there's going to be just a diffusion of the tension, and that those tendons in you, the muscle is going to be restored into it, it's going to be seated back in its place, because of the revelation of where you are seated. There's going to be coming an alignment. In your back. Does anybody receive that? Does anyone have like a strain in their back? There's a strain in their back. Okay. Thank you. And we just, we, we honor you and we honor, um, I thank you for, for letting us know. He's, gonna, he's going to do something and just be aware that what you are receiving 
It was first in spirit. It's coming out in flesh. And he's, he's gracing you for a new dimension in God. Man, this is exciting. I so love knowing that I don't know. I, I've, like, we, I've been on staff here for over 12 years, and we've been going, we've been, my dad's been pastoring here for 23, 4 years. We are learning stuff. Like, I feel like I'm in kindergarten again. Like, I love, and people are like, well, aren't you sure? Like, I'm sure that I don't know. Like, <laughs> changing your mind. The ability to change your mind. If you're not at a, if you, if you have too, if you have too monumentalized stuff, a certain teaching in your life that God might want to move you away from. It's going to, it's going to, what was a boundary of the kingdom can become a boundary of, 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 a, of a principality in your life. You can have a, if a principle that God gave you starts being led by the wrong spirit, it becomes a principality. And what was a wall of protection can become a wall of prevention of freedom. You want to be able to move when he tells you to move. It's called following Jesus. Following him. That means he's going somewhere. I think one of the biggest problems in marriage today is that people don't realize that they were supposed to grow up with their spouse you're not the person that I used to marry. I hope they aren't. You're supposed to grow up in God. I mean, honestly, you're supposed to develop. Like th those things were awesome. That doesn't mean you become more staunch and like, that's the wrong spirit. He's doing a new. Th if he's doing a new thing, you don't want to stay at the old monument. Monuments can become idols when the spirit's not there. Anyway, can we can we um, believe God? And I want to send you guys out. I really want to send you guys out with that spirit. And uh, Dad, is there anything, John, Kathy, Cam? Do you have some? You do. Amen. Yes. 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 That's good. Amen. That's good stuff. Lord, I just released the, um, the anointing that breaks ties with thoughts, with enemies. Lord, I just thank you right now that you're, you're bringing out a new dimension of, just add a new dimension. Add perception, God. Lord, I just thank you right now for um, a new position to walk by. Lord, I thank you for breaking down walls. Thank you for walls, but thank you for gracing them to be broken and fall down.
Lord, I just ask right now for healing to come into this room. Lord, I ask, uh, no, the Spirit of God is here. Healing is here. Lord, I thank you for restoring um, knees, popping in knees just to go right now. Someone's popping in knees, popping a carpal tunnel. There's a a soreness, a, a straining in hands, Lord. You're just loosening. I just... The oil of joy to fill the pe- someone's hands right now. Oil of joy. It's moving because uh, someone was an artist. Someone used to do something with their hands. It was, it, was, it was worship. It was your worship. It was, um, it was a declaration that used to glorify, the, it would glorify the bride of Christ. It was bringing healing to people. It was bringing vision to people. It was giving people ideas from the kingdom of God. But something happened. I don't know what it is. I don't, I'm not getting that, but I'm getting just a, almost like a, a hardness in the hands. It wasn't, it wasn't something you did. And God's just oil of joy is, is lubricating your muscles, strengthening your bones. And there's going to be a, you're going, you're, you, will imp, you will make an impression through your expression. Lord, I just thank you right now for your people who are, who, are, who are leaving. They're leaving our corporate gathering, but they are going with that anointing of Christ. Christ means anointing. You are Christ in the world. Lord, I just ask right now, just begin to heal hearts. Heal hearts right now. Someone's, uh, someone's been thinking about their sister. There was a, there was a, there was a falling out, and God's going to be restoring your relationship with your sister. Uh, you haven't even thought about her in a while, and it wasn't until I said sister that that person came up. Lord, I thank you right now. The only reason why it's going to happen is because you said it. Lord, we live by your word. Father, right now, I just thank you for that right now. In Jesus' name. Just, just wait a second. Let's just wait a second in his presence. You know,